Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Unplugged Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Osei, and today I am joined by Davon Reed, NBA player and investor. Mr. Reed, how are you? How are things going? What are you up to? It's been a while. Last time we saw you was at our Athlete Tech Summit last year, where you were a speaker and checked out some of the startups. Um, where have you been over the last year? First of all, I want to say thank you, brother, for allowing me to be on here today, man. Always good vibration with you, man. Good tapping into young brother like you, you know what I mean, trying to make it and do some big things. I, I appreciate you. Uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 everything you. for sure. But uh, I'm currently in Atlanta right now. Uh, I'll be here for about uh, another a few more days. I've been here about a week almost. Uh, just here, just changing scenery, uh, working out with one of my um, mentors, uh, Jared Jack. Um, so I've been here with him working out during the week and I'm um, just going to have fun this week. Got my family. I met my friends in town. Um, so we just, you know, trying to try to have a little fun and, and relax during this, these crazy times for real. Absolutely. How was the, how was the, you know, the pandemic affected your daily routine? Like what have you oh, now man. have to have done different? I think, I think the pandemic is as sad as it, it was and is rather and, and you know all that's associated with it uh, I think it was just a wake-up call for a lot of people a chance to like reevaluate yourself reevaluate the world and so I think it was a time for I used it more of, of a self-evaluation self-reflection how do I want to um, kind of just uh, redirect you know going forward through all this craziness so um, I was fortunate enough to be home with my family for a majority of the pandemic, especially the first few months I was home in Jersey. Uh, you know, as a professional athlete, you don't really get a lot of time at home with your, your family. So I was, um, the silver lining and all that was, yeah, I got to see my family and be close with them in such a crazy time. Um, but think about it. I didn't really touch a basketball for like three months. Wow. You know what I mean? Two, three months. You know, it was no... This is when everything was still like really hot and really new to everybody. So uh, that was a major adjustment for me. So it was like, um, is it, am I focused on health and family right now? You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, basketball is what I love. But it was just kind of a, a weird time, I think, for everybody, but particularly for, you know, a hooper. You know, you don't have access to like a gym or anything anymore. You don't have your trainers. You don't have anything. So it was, it was a different, uh, different time definitely and um it's still you know adjustment for all of us you know absolutely so now you know you you just shared with me that you know you, you went to an open gym and you had runs today you know for mm -hmm. the three months of of non-basketball non-sports how did you occupy your brain how did you occupy your time like did you pick up any new skills did you work on you know, reading? Did you make an album, mixtape? Was there anything uh -huh. that you did during this time? Uh, what I did do was uh, I did start a, um, the NBA offers, the MBPA offers uh, a bunch of different online courses, like certifications you can get. And I took one on uh, uh, fashion, um, urban, urban wear and all that stuff, just trying to learn the market. Just, you know, that's just, I've always been, multi-dimensional in fashion and just um dress and sneakers everything just been you know something i've enjoyed my whole life shopping so uh i just uh, try to you know learn more the business aspect of it um and 
Um, but others, aside from that, it was just a lot of, like I said, just just bonding, playing a lot of video games, really just, just I don't know. It was it was just good to be home for me, honestly, like, and, and being home with my family. But, um, yeah, I, I did learn a little bit. Um, I was focused on that, but I played a lot of video games definitely during this time. Well, it's good to hear that you learned something. You know, a, right. a lot of the athletes that we that we connected with um, were bored and, you know, began creating TikToks and, you know, YouTube vlogs and, and mm -hmm. gaming as well. Um, just really trying to fill that void. And right. uh, it's great to hear that you've, you've filled that void with something that may help you in the future. Right. Not to say that gaming won't, but right, 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 right. <laughs> the, the likelihood is a lot sure. smaller. Right. Now, you know, walk us through, you know, your, your, your NBA career, like as a, mm -hmm. as a kid, at what point, when was your aha moment? Like, oh, shoot, I, I could be an NBA player. I mean, I've always been pretty good for, like, at, at pretty much any team that I've played for. Some teams I've been one of the better players or the best player. You know, some teams I've been just one of the better players, but not necessarily the best. So I think you just kind of just get uh, confirmations at different levels. I'll say that. So... I mean, you know, obviously, you know, when you're in college and, like, it's getting about that time, you know, your junior, senior year, you, you know, I felt like it's definitely feasible, definitely something I can attain. But uh, I would say, like, just at, before that, just at every point, you know, like, AAU, you get that, you start stamping, you, you finally, you know, get that rhythm and it clicks and you say, like, okay, I'm here at this level, you know, then you get to college, I mean, you get to high school and then it's like, you know, you, you, you figure it out and then you like stamp yourself at that level. So like for me, it was like AU eighth grade. That's when I was like, okay, I'm here. You know, I can feel my body change and I can feel like my game evolve and like, and I'm like, that was like a, a big step for me. Then it was um like uh, high school. Like I said, like my, I had a very good freshman year, but like my sophomore year and, throughout the rest of my high school career, like I took off to like another level, you know? So that was like that confirmation for me. And then getting the offers and, and finally committing to college. And like, it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm officially like a, you know, D1 athlete. This is something I've also dreamed about my whole life. You know, then, you know, you have your ups and downs throughout your college career, especially like your freshman year and, and so on. But, um, you know, your junior, senior year, you know, you start to, say, okay, like, I'm here, you know, and then, like, my senior year, I, we we had great teams in Miami, you know, I went to the Sweet 16 my junior year, my senior year, we went to the first round, um, but, um, like, my senior year, I would consider it to have been my team, you know what I mean, and for the first three years of college, it wasn't my team, I had a big role, but it, it wasn't my team, per se, so, uh, I think it's just that, that constant, you know, checking the boxes at each level, I think that's what it was for me, and, I just just never just never gave up on my dream and just kept grinding and just like now even uh through the ups and downs in my professional career just gotta keep grinding through it all because for me that's worked you know that's got me to this point you know so I gotta just continue to just do what works and uh, continue to get better and be better you know 100 percent. you know they they we talk about you know um Kobe Bryant a lot you know Kobe doesn't really talk about reaching the goal he, he talks about enjoying the journey. Um, 
and seeing you, it's it's great to know that you haven't come this far to only come this far, right? It's, it's working every day to get a little bit better. And as the more that you do that, one percent every day. Um, but then, what happens after a hundred percent? After <laughs> I always wondered about that quote. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I know you. You know you, you played four years at the University of Miami. Your 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 senior year, you were third team all ACC, mm-hmm. uh, averaged fifteen and five roughly. I, I I've seen a couple documentaries at the university uh, uh, about the University of Miami and. Um, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've practiced in the gym and I've played Kings court in the, in the, in the practice gym, beautiful facility, beautiful mm-hmm. school. There's a lot of talk about uncle Luke. <laughs> Did you see him when you were there? I never saw uncle Luke. Not once. Not once. So I saw so a lot of people have... in Miami. I never <laughs> saw uncle Luke. They must've retired him. Yeah, man. Uh, you, the U was like, it, it had like different eras, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the U from what they describe it as, like, into now, like, people think of the U and think this big party school, this big, like, huge, it's a beautiful, nice size. I wouldn't call it small, but a beautiful, nice size campus, like a private university. It's not wild. It's really, like, a chill campus, like a pool on it. But it don't go crazy, like, as far right. as that. You know, the Uncle Luke days, they said they was, like, partying on campus crazy. You know what I mean? But... The city of Miami has also evolved, so you know that's more the way. That's part of it as well. We, we did that more than we did campus stuff, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. What important life lessons did college teach you uh, off the court? Man, uh, I tell people all the time, like Miami, more than anything, like it, it helped me grow into the man that I am today, and still, you know, I'm still growing, still learning, but like just, just everything, not just just the bright lights and all that stuff. It just, just little stuff from getting a taste to see how like, how sports really are, is at a business level, you know what I mean? Seeing like how like Miami is like the city of fair weather fans. Like when you winning, they're with you. When you losing, they don't care about you. It's too much to do in Miami, you know what I mean? So kind of, you know what I mean? I went to a small high school, like, so every night we, packing the gym out you know what I mean Mm -hmm. we just had that we had a small student body but like we we mobbed you know what I mean it was like literally we had a a, a fan section called the zoo so like they would show out for every you know what I mean it felt it felt like you know what I mean a a good energy but my freshman year mind you this is the year after Miami won the ACC and the uh, ACC regular season and the tournament this is their Sweet 16 run with Shane Larkin and them. I mm-hmm. came in the following year after everybody graduated and Shane left. We had no fans in the, in the, in the building. Wow. You know what I mean? And then we just solely built that from my sophomore year on once our uh, transfer, transfers were cleared. You know what I mean? And our team got better. We built our chemistry. So to my senior year, I'm seeing, like, the top of the top. But I seen the bottom of the bottom as well. So just small lessons like that, just seeing how, like, it, it it wasn't like one of those Midwest schools where it's nothing to do. You know what I mean? Right. That's all they know. It was to me. I took it as like, you know, this is you entering a different realm now. This is like also entertainment now. It's not just not just hoops. And then right. growing up in the city, being fast paced, being in the clubs, and getting a chance to see these superstars like up close and just 
even on a deeper level, just seeing how women act in the club, you know what I mean? I'm wow. from a, a smaller town, you know what I mean? So seeing, just seeing how things work and being able to, those be my first experiences in the club period and, and just nightlife and just how to interact and grow up and become a man like Miami was all that for me, man. Honestly, I could go on for days about it, for real. Yeah, uh, Miami, Miami's a different place, man. Right. I, I've, I've heard of a lot of people that get swallowed up by Miami. Like I've, seen, I've seen it happen to a lot of people as well. Not everybody very, made it for sure. Yeah, very, 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 very fun, but dangerous city. And I, I think from your, from your um, experience, you know, one thing that I heard there was the, the importance of staying grounded, right? And staying humble and understanding that you had to earn people's respect and their attention. Um, it, like you said, it's not like going to the Kentuckys where every game is sold out, right? Right. If you guys weren't playing well, people weren't coming. Nope. Um, people weren't coming. School's not making money. It's 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 tough. It's a business, right? So uh, I love the way that you you perfectly put that. Now you know, being in the NBA, you've you've gone from NBA to G League with the Pacers, um, the Suns, uh, Sky Force. What has been the the, str- the biggest struggle for you bouncing between the G League and the NBA? Uh. I'm a young dude still trying to find my way, like, in this, this crazy business, you know what I mean? Like I said, um, kind of what I just alluded to, it's not it's not the same game. It, it, like it or not, it is, but at the same time, it's not the same game you grew up, like, loving just playing for fun. Like, it's no mm-hmm. longer fun. There's a lot of, lot of stuff on the line now this, at this level. So, for me, I just try to just keep that in mind. And there's it, so many different players that uh, that – I can say like their journey wasn't the most ideal, but look at them now, like a PJ Tucker, like a, mm. uh, you know what I mean? Like I just look at his route and you know what I mean? He's good and established now and he, he's found his role. He's found his niche. It just takes time. You know what I mean? You got to stay consistent, continue to work. So of course it's not the fun of the, when you've lived the NBA lifestyle or, 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 you know, what I mean, flirted with living an NBA lifestyle and then having to adjust and, and live a G League lifestyle as well. So it, it, it's tough. It can be challenging um, just in all regards, in all aspects, from competition to the travel to just the lifestyle period. Um, but me, I know where I want to be. I know that I, I will be there. You know what I mean? Just got to continue to just control what I can control. Like I said, I've, I had some injuries, some uh, call it bad luck, whatever, but I don't, I don't harp on anything. I, I use all that as information and try to learn from everything if it was a mistake. Um, and then um, everything happens for a reason as well, I believe. So I just continue to grind, continue to push. When I'm, when I'm done having fun with it, then it'll be over. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, 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 you know what I mean? Until that point, I, I'm, not, I'm not done pushing. 100%. 100%. I, I love – I love the underdog story, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's an underdog in all of us. We, you know, different things pull out this underdog. Um, Lugens Dort. Lugens is a, mm-hmm. is a Canadian kid, you know, that I've known since he was in high school. You know, he, he played in my backyard. I used to mm-hmm. go and watch his games. He went to Arizona right. State, you know, mm-hmm. checked out a couple of his games there. And the kid goes undrafted. Right at the top of, you know, at the, at the last year, actually, he went undrafted and his world shattered. 
just this week, he, he was, he th- dropped 30 in a game seven, which like, that's Very the crazy impressive. thing about sports is as long as you stay ready, an opportunity will come. You just don't know when it's coming at all. And I, I love to mirror this to entrepreneurship where we had a company on here that, that joined us um, called Fixable uh, mm-hmm. some time back. And, you know, they're a virtual health and wellness platform app that helps people prevent from getting injuries. Okay. They, couldn't, they couldn't predict that COVID was going to come and that right. their company was going to grow by 1,500% because of COVID. But they were ready for it, right? So it, it, it's, like I said, it parallels, it's a mirror that entrepreneurship and sports kind of go hand in hand, 100%. And um, I think that's, 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 that's very, very important to note here. Um, but what, what made you realize that you were interested in things outside of basketball? Like, when did this interest or these interests, you know, come to mind? Was it in college? Was it in the NBA? Was it in high school where you may have said to yourself, hey, you know what? When I get my first NBA check, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Like, when did that aha moment come for you? Uh, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have gone to a pretty good high school. Um, Princeton Day School is like one of the best day schools in the, in the country. So um, just learning a lot there, just about everything. Um, and then I'd, I'd also say I have to have to give a lot of credit to my mom. Just seeing her uh, while I was growing up, she's always had a side gig like Herbalife mm. or or you know what I mean just just looking to be an entrepreneur and and not settle. So uh, she's definitely inspired me a lot. And then I have to give a lot of a lot of credit to my uh, financial advisor. Um, and we've been able to put our brains together and um, and get involved with a lot of stuff from from tech to real estate to everything. So I like that he's introduced me to a lot of different people in a lot of different fields and allowed me to one, um, foster my own relationship with these people and also just continue to um, diversify my portfolio. 100%, 100%. I think, you know, that diversity is, is very important right? You can't throw all your eggs into one basket. You can't just come in the gym and just work on your jumper all day. You know, you got to work on your footwork. You got to work on your ball handling. When did your, your interest in tech slash, you know, tech entrepreneurship begin? Um, I would say um, I'm involved with, a, I think, two tech companies. Um, my Rent Hero, I think, was the first opportunity that um, Munich, my financial advisor, and I decided to uh, embark upon and then uh, the most exciting the more exciting one I would say is a uh, uh, true fan um, true fan is actually how we got connect, connect last year um, right after summer league they told me I should come to Toronto um, well I was already going to be out there for Carabana but they told me that definitely stop in at uh, Athlete Tech Summit and, and speak and, and connect with you guys which is you know, that's the, the business of doing being an entrepreneur and stuff they put you in different rooms different people put you in different rooms you know and, um i like that being able to just just network and, and speak and you never know what type of opportunities will come about um but yeah i would say um it's still early in my portfolio but um 
those are the two tech companies that I've been involved with so far. And uh, I'm really excited to see where their trajectory is and, and uh, ends up, especially TrueFan, because their the whole killing. Uh, concept yeah, killing. Is, <laughs> is, is it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I was literally just talking to Swish yesterday. Me and Swish talk once a week. Uh, Swish is also mm-hmm. an advisor. Um, he said they're at over about 500 customers as of today. Right. Crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Now, you know, looking at my rent hero and true fan, how did you, I guess, what about those two companies made it a right investment for Davon Reed? Was it the team? Was it the market opportunity? Was it, you know, the revenue they were already seeing? Was it other investors? What about those two opportunities specifically really pegged your interest? Well, um, like most, most opportunities, usually Munich brings to me. So the my red hero was the opportunity that uh, I can't can't remember how exactly um, we connected, but um, basically he was looking for this was like an opportunity where I was looking for um, um, more of an opportunity. I think it was mutual, I should say. He was looking for me to be an ambassador and and in turn, um, instead of just receiving a pay, I would receive um, uh, basically uh, um, some a form of ownership in the company. So um, that was another thing that Unish and I were kind of going through at the time. Like, do you, you know, long term versus short term? Would you like a, a payout right now? Would you like like cash in hand or do you want it to grow and this company become and mature what they want to? What they what they um, are looking to mature into. Um, now we're looking at something totally different, you know. And then other opportunities uh, present themselves. So um, he brought my rent hero to me. Um, everything just kind of worked out. I'm, I was digging their concept, and I like what they had so far. Um, they were in the early stages, but um, they were ready to uh, move into two campuses already. So uh, that was a great opportunity for me. Um, and I actually got in contact with TrueFan through uh, one of the advisors. I can't even remember his name, but um, uh, his brother, Austin, um, uh, he was, uh, he worked with my first agency. So uh, we have stayed in contact and became friends uh, throughout the pre-draft process. And uh, he's a great friend of mine as well. So uh, they had talked to me and, and, we kind of went back and forth for a while. I didn't just hop right on board with TrueFan. Uh, we looked it over. We went over the numbers. We just kind of kind of sat on it for a while. And ultimately, it just made sense. And it's been a great investment. And I'm definitely um, happy to be a part of the team, for sure. Absolutely. How how long did it take for you to pull the trigger on my, uh, my Rent Hero and uh, TrueFan? Um, uh, like comparatively or just yeah, com- uh, like, so like my rent hero was took six weeks before we signed from, you know, intro to sign true fan was three months from intro to, to I, sign. I, I can't remember like a, a time frame, but I would definitely say that it was definitely a, a quicker, quicker sign for me with my rent hero than true fan. I think, they're two totally different apps and two totally different companies as well. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say that my Ren Hero is better or any worse, you know, and, you know, than True Fan. It was just kind of situation, what we had established type of deal. And, you know what I mean? It kind of just aligned. Whereas True Fan, we were all familiar with them uh, prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want to kind of do our due diligence and make sure this was something that um, didn't just look good at face value, but something that we really were interested in and interested in and being a part of. Absolutely. Have you used the true fan platform to, you know, to increase your brand or your following? And how do you think other athletes like yourself can use the platform to make help their brand grow? To be honest, I have not tapped in. I have not tapped in and I need to. Because, you know, uh, like we just talked about, uh, you know, content, you know, content is king right now, you know, um, and, and, and what they have going on, just finding that, that target audience that, that, you know, who is, who is really your true fan? It, it, it's, it's right in the name, you know what I mean? Who, who are you connecting with? How can you connect with them better? You know what I mean? So that's something that I, I, I'm, I'm interested in and I definitely need to tap in with and, um, I'm really just, you know, there's just been so much going on. It's the only reason I really haven't. But uh, I definitely look forward to doing some very soon. Absolutely. Now, you know, you, you've made a couple of tech investments, some real estate investing. We now see the world and the paradigm has shifted. Mm-hmm. How are you going to, or I guess, what is your plan or what is your strategy moving forward with your money? Um, and is there another avenue you want to get into that you haven't tried yet? Um, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm still young in the game, both, both on and off the court. So, um, I think especially off the court right now, um, what I do have things that I've I've been involved in and had a chance to invest in, um, it's been great so far. Uh, I'm also involved with, a uh, a, um, company called Boku in California, they do um, powder-based protein, superfood, snacks, uh, drinks. Um, they do everything, uh, all vegan and organic. Um, I've I've been um, waiting to pull the deal on on some water companies. Um, like I said, we've 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 done the the real estate. We have more real estate projects on the way. We just invested in a, a, a tiling company. Um, looking to do some big things with that and open up um, different showrooms, um, kind of expand that brand as well. Uh, I've been, I've, like I said, I've been blessed to to be involved with some great stuff, and I'm only looking to continue to to build my brand uh, and uh, build my portfolio. But I'm definitely, you know, this is not the the end of the tech road for me as well. Um, although I'm. Um, like I said, juggling a lot of different things and looking to, to invest in a lot of different uh, opportunities. Tech is, you know, it's definitely, it's, it's so prevalent to, 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 you know, what's going on right now. You know, when the, when the pandemic hit, what, 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 is, what are we on right now? Everybody, I never <laughs> even heard of Zoom prior to, prior to the pandemic. It was like, it just, it just clicked right now. You know Took what I mean? Over. I think that's another uh, thing that the pandemic has showed us, how much we really do rely on on technology technology and and, and everything being so digital to the moment and to the second um so uh i'm 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 definitely still so in in um 
interested in continuing to invest in and learn more and, and, and grow my portfolio, especially uh, in the technology field, for sure. Absolutely. I think one of the things, you know, you, you said it without saying it is, you know, you're a very curious person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, Kobe, super curious, came right. into the league, curious about right. everything. Right. Um, and one of the things that we saw with his off-court ventures where he had a lot going on, but no one ever really knew until later on in his career mm-hmm. that curiosity not every athlete has right a lot of athletes are okay with all right i'm the starting point guard for the chicago bulls right that works if that works for right. you cool right. and in devon reed's opinion how do you think athletes can increase their ability in entrepreneurship while they're still playing because not everyone has to become Andre Gudala, mm-hmm. LeBron, Steph, KD. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has to build these multi, like you don't have to. But um, how do you think athletes can increase their ability to see opportunities? Because that's what entrepreneurship is to me, mm-hmm. seeing an opportunity and commercializing it. I'll repeat the question for me one time. I heard so, it. But... Yeah, my bad. I, I talk a lot. So how do you think athletes can really increase their ability to see opportunities to become more entrepreneurial while they're still playing? Well, I think it's all about your team and, 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 and who, you, who you've surrounded yourself with. Uh, like I said, I, I give a lot of credit to my financial advisor. Uh, and, we don't, and we don't go with everything. It's a, it's a healthy relationship. He presents things to me, good opportunities, something he thinks is and what I like about my financial advisor specifically is he gets in on every and every investment with me. You know what I mean? It's not just me just throwing my money on the line and hoping that it hits or not. You know what I mean? He's, he's showing me that this is a good investment and I'm going to show you with my money as well that, you know what I mean? This is how much I believe in it because nothing speaks more than your dollars. You know what I'm saying? You can tell somebody up and down, Oh, I love this brand. And, but if you are with me and, and we're doing this together, you know, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable investing and, and more open to the, the next few opportunities that you have for me. Um, but I think, um, like I said, not only is your team, but it's uh, also um, just surrounding yourself in, in different rooms and meeting different people. Like I said, networking, connecting. Like, I think if, if we can have more events, I don't want to, steal your idea or promote somebody else's <laughs> idea but like the stuff that you you've been able to to do like that athlete tech summit like that could be i can see that's going so much crazy you know what i mean like and i know that you can do it and i know that you will like i like you know what i mean just a a function with all these people that have the have the capital that are that are interested in, in investing you know are now becoming more savvy especially, you know, the, the heavy hitters, you know, in the NBA, they are looking for the opportunity to invest in different things. You know what I mean? We hear so much about people, you know, and wanting to invest their money just and so they don't have to spend it and stuff. So just continue to put ourselves in those different spaces and um, be open to grow. I think, I think that, you know, people would, would only invest more, you know what I mean? If they knew and, and had those, different conversations you know it's all about knowledge really you hit it right on the head mr reed you know um as an athlete i'm sure people come to you all the time invest in my liquor brand invest in my clothing (laughs) brand invest in my restaurant my donut shop my car wash you probably get opportunities all the time 
And okay. one thing that I've learned um, is a lot of athletes, because they don't understand it, they'll tell them to go and speak to someone else or I'm right. not interested, right? right? But if you have the knowledge, you can dissect it within the next 10 to 15 minutes with right. X amount of questions. And right. you know what? This sounds good. Send me some more information, right? Right. right. There's nothing wrong with saying that. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But Nothing wrong with the follow-up. Exactly. And I think, you know, the, the, the everyday athlete, a lot of athletes, things are handed to them from when you were in grade seven, grade eight, and you were toted the best high school player in your county or your region, then your state, then, you know, you're one of the top kids in the country. And, you know, you play in the Jordan Bryant game, the McDonald's game, da, 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 da. Everything's handed to you. So now when you have to think for yourself, and this isn't for all athletes, but majority, it's like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with that. I, I just play this sport. So right. if it doesn't have anything to do with this, it doesn't involve me. What do you think the most important lesson um, an athlete turned entrepreneur can have? Is it losing a bunch of money? Is it making a bunch of money? Is it, um, you know... Um, like, what, what do you think is one of the most important lessons a athlete turned entrepreneur can have in their own journey? Uh, I, I'm still so early, you know, mm -hmm. in the career. I, 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 I can't, I can only speculate, you know, yeah, what I mean, and about we what... want you to speculate as right. early as you are. I believe you've taken right. a lot of necessary steps. I mean, when we look, you've, you've made just under $2 million in your three right. years in the NBA. Right. Under two million, right? right? But you have spread your own, your name, your likeness, um, the the little bit of wealth in NBA terms that you have into opportunities that are going to grow outside of your NBA career. So to me, you're way ahead of the curve, way ahead of the curve, because I know guys that are top five picks and are making six, seven, eight million dollars in one year right. and won't even look at opportunities. Right. I'll wait till next contract. What the hell are you waiting for? Right. Right. So in your right. opinion, I want your opinion because this is Davon Reed. No one else is. What do you think one of the most important lessons an athlete turned entrepreneur can have in their own journey? Well, I'll say this. I think, I think you do have to be cautious because we hear so many stories as well, investment stories and, and mishandling of money from the Tim Duncans to the, um, Kevin Garnett's to the, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a million different names we can name, you know, people taking advantage. You have to make sure your team and your foundation is solid for sure. You know what I mean? It's not just handing some money over to somebody and they're saying they're going to invest in and do this and do that. You have to do your due diligence, you know, and that's something I'm still learning, not just wait until my financial advisor gives me information about something and now I'm I'm up on it. Why not go out and seek my own information, ask questions, you know, that I have not let him deal with the, the uh, specific language of, you know, what I mean, and that's another thing, just kind of learning um, a company's language and learning the language of uh, the realm that you're about to enter. You know, what I mean, you might not understand them simply off of what they're saying, but just have them break it down to you, especially if it's. It should be that serious if it's, if it's your money. It's an investment. It's still your money. You know what I mean? You're putting putting your, your capital into this brand and basically saying, no, I believe in you. I, I think that you can mature into this. So um, 
you got to do your due diligence, but um, just learn, you know what I mean? Just ask questions, and, if it, and at the end of the day, go with your gut, you know what I mean? If it doesn't feel right, if I were to, if my financial advisor were to present something to me and it didn't feel right, I would say, listen, I just don't quite feel comfortable doing it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's your money. It's, you have the ultimate power to do what you want with it. But as they also say, scared money don't make no money. So, Facts. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody technically is invested in you. You know what I mean? They want you to go out and perform. They're putting their money into you. So it's an investment. You don't know how it's necessarily going to pan out. You know what I mean? So when you look at it in that light, um, that's that's the same thing. Um, but you investing your money in and trying to see that return that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Everything's not going to be 100%. Some things are a wash. Some things you might lose money on. And some things, hopefully, you make so much money on more than you even anticipated. You know, that's just the, that's just the nature of the beast, you know, the nature of the business. 100%. 100%. Two things that you just touched on. Essentially, owning your career. Mm-hmm. That's what you talked on. Just owning your career. Yes, we have agents, financial advisors, investment managers, so on and so forth. But you are your own LLC. You are your mm-hmm. own incorporation. You're the founder of your own company. So mm-hmm. own your shit. Own mm-hmm. and understand your shit. And then the mm-hmm. second thing you talked about was educate yourself. You don't need to be the smartest person in the room, but understanding the basics, like you said, you know, the language and, and the terms within an industry you're, you're interested in. And take it to a point where you can't take it no more. And then, you know, the people that you pay the 2% of your, your, your money, the 1% or the 4% or whatever it is, then you bring them in. So, hey, I've vetted this as far as I can. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I don't understand. But if everything checks out, I'd like for us as a team to take a step forward. And to me, that is an athlete's strongest power that, a lot of athletes don't understand they have and won't take that step. So I love to see, you know, young athletes like yourself that are woke (laughs) and uh, are are paying attention, man, because, you know, if COVID didn't scare you, I don't, I don't know what else would scare you, you know, as everyone stopped getting paid, everybody, everybody stopped getting paid. Everybody. Zoom continued to get paid. Amazon continued to get paid. Microsoft, Google, Amazon Apple. ran it up. Oh my goodness. But where was your check? Where right. was, where, like, right. even when we look at the, 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 the players boycotting, right. they don't own the NBA or the teams or so on and so forth. So when they chose not to play, they didn't get paid. Right. Now, if you own piece of the team or you own right. part piece of your situation, your decisions are going to be a little bit different. Right going to be a little bit different so i think all of that is 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 very important and uh i I definitely want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story sharing your your entrepreneurial journey we'll we'll definitely see you at you know our next tech summit or some of our roundtable discussions or some of our other things coming up because you know your mindset is what's needed in in my opinion and um we're just trying to create spaces for your type of mindsets to grow and expand and build and so on and so forth. So, uh, Mr. Reed, thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate um, it, brother. Thank you for having me on again, yeah, man. No problem. And we'll definitely be in touch soon and enjoy Atlanta for the weekend. And we'll, we'll yes, talk sir. soon, my man. All right, brother. Be safe, man. Most All right, man. Man.